We were holding hands, running in the pouring rain. The sun had just settled. Our stomachs were empty. Our umbrella just broke, and we wanted something warm. An unusual cold draft surrounded us in the midst of summer. The heat, the rain, and all of a sudden the cold draft. How much more of a contrast can the weather get? On this long straight road, filled with different shops of all kinds, we had just finished a day of travel. Bathing in hot springs, walking through nature, and breathing the air of past history. We walked past previous battlefields, forts where mighty armies had sieged and had coffee by the misty calm lake. It was a beautiful lake, but it was time for food, and nothing beats hot, delicious soup and noodles in this weather. She agreed. She wanted extra. Sure, I said. I'll make sure we get extra. Episode seventeen, ramen in the rain. Welcome to the tempered fables. My name is NT Clover. Come, sit by the fire. Let me tell you a story. いらっしゃいませ。2名様ですかはい少しお待ちください It was that busy We had to wait for a table for two But that's fine The wait will be worth it Her smile was beaming at our surroundings It was homely Lines of red flags with Japanese kanji Chinese characters Written in black Each of them showed different ingredients In the ramen dish And their symbols Strength, taste, contentment, heartiness Groups of travelers sat together to drink their fatigue away. Lone salarymen eating ramen by the counters, and tourists, local and overseas, laid their stories on the table, leading to tears and laughter. It was happiness all around. There were couples, too, ending their dates with some edamame beans and beer. And here's ours. Hi, Kochira des. Our seat was by the window. What luck! With the warmth of the restaurant hugging us besides the Japanese rain, the drops were streaming down the glass, and as we sat down, we were welcomed with hot green tea. My eyes were already set in the outside world. There were rows of parked cars, dim streetlights that made up parts of the darkness I could see. She, on the other hand, scoured through the menus for the different kinds of ramen shoyu, miso, tonkotsu. Soy based, miso based, pork oil based. What kind of ramen should she get? Her eyes were hurrying past each picture on every page. Vegetarian? No, no. Corn? Nah. Less garlic. Hmm. In that instance, her eyes widened. Immediately, she slammed the menu down and pointed at one image. This one. She said. It was a tonkotsu ramen, with pork bones as the soup base, extra slices of meat, and an extra egg. Of course, there's extra slices of meat. Who doesn't want them? That actually sounds really good right now, I said. But I'll get the shio base. Shio 
or salt-based. My tongue was aching for some salted roast meat, and having the right soup base with it as the cherry on top. The waiter said as he approached us, a young local man from the town nearby. He looked at the both of us and focused on her. He continued speaking Japanese. I mean, I could order too, you know. He gave me that okay sign, telling me that he meant okay in English. You know, double confirmation. I replied. I know, thank you. I couldn't be bothered to reply back to him in Japanese by then. That was the fifth time someone told me my Japanese was very good that day. I get it, everyone's nice. But it sounds like a script, and everybody has a copy. They won't be different from anyone else. No matter. The smell of the place got me. My stomach was rumbling. Plus, there was her. She took me here. She always wanted to. People had always talked about the breathtaking views of Nikko during autumn and summer. I guess I told her that too many times, and she remembered. It was famous for its autumn leaves, wonderful green, and the dreamy escape of driving to the countryside. It was a surprise getaway trip, too, when I came to visit her from overseas. She told me, Quick, get in the car. And we're off to the wilds up north for a few days. I thought it was a day trip, and I forgot my toothbrush. Also underwear. We had to get them at the convenience store nearby. (laughs) She had always been spontaneous like that. One of the million reasons why my heart flutters for her. Not only that she saves children around the world, or that she fights for the rights of others. Not only that her compassion is shown in her hands, and her enthusiasm glowing through her eyes. We were opposites, and our hands fit perfectly. The ramen came. Hers was a bowl filled with translucent white soup, filled to the brim with meat and eggs. The vegetables were sunk in, covered by the extra serving of noodles. The bowl was hot to the touch, as she discovered firsthand. It's protein after a good exercise, she would say, but I know that she's just hungry. (laughs) Mine was slightly darker, with corn, spring onion, eggs, bamboo shoots, and meat. There was an element of balance in mine, and the Japanese knew it intimately. The gyoza, the dumplings, also came with a pint of beer that I forgot I ordered. Realizing that made me smile. Excited, I put my hands together. She picked up the chopsticks. I closed my eyes. I tend to do a small prayer before I eat. She had already started. I don't mind. It's her style. It's a mantra that I like to tell myself silently. It's to remind me that another day had passed and that I made the effort to make memories for the past 12 hours. Important things like logic, emotion, strength, and where it comes from. 
to be kind to people for their sake and my own, to be grateful for everything, to be grateful for her, her and everything that she is and she will be. And here she is, slurping her way through the soup. <laughs> oh dear. I held her hand as I was halfway through. She was midway through a bite, her mouth open for the next batch of noodles. I didn't say anything. I looked at her and continued my mantra in my head. She smiled, nodded, and took another bite. Gratitude comes in all forms. You only need to show yours first. Everything you need is already at hand. You won't lose anything. The only thing you may lose is the need for more. And if you desire a bit more, just a little more than enough, you know what to do. You go. And you live. And for her, I will. And that is the end of the tale. Until next time, friend, I'll be waiting by the fire. Hello there, Norman here. I hope you enjoyed this story. It's a little bit more personal than usual. Not so much fiction, because it's based on me. <laughs> I went to Japan in the summer of 2018 to visit my partner. And this did happen. We did go to Nikko. And we had so much fun there. We ran out in the rain. We found a ramen restaurant. And... It was such a lovely memory. So when I was drafting a story, this came up in my head. So that was the largest inspiration. She's also the next largest inspiration. Well, she's the biggest inspiration ever in my life. <laughs> I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, cheesy or anything like that. I'm not trying to be romantic. I'm just letting you know where the story came from. You know, it's uh, details matter. There's really nothing more to it than that. It was just a very precious memory. And I thought that I could, well, one, practice my writing skills by writing about something that has happened to me. And two, create an experience for our listeners to peek into my life. Maybe get an understanding of what I've gone through. In this case, it's something great something loving and comforting and uh, it's supposedly romantic although I didn't really make any direct explicit suggestions but yeah I wanted to share that with you guys sometimes we show our feelings in the actions that we do and not saying it out loud you know worries or anxiety over your partner or to miss them even when they're a few meters away or to share your ambitions and goals together and being able to support each other that way maybe you don't explicitly say that 
you have amazing, intimate feelings for her. Or for your partner, rather. But it shows. So I thought that I could write this to remind you. To take notice and be more aware of the actions of your partner. There are plenty of unsaid ways where your partner can show affection. We should appreciate that more. (laughs) And about the mantra thing, it is true. I do say a mantra to myself before dinner. Every day. Without question. People think I'm praying. Like it's a very religious thing. Actually, I'm not exactly praying. It's just a mantra. And I do have my own private mantra that I say to myself before dinner, before I eat the first bite or take the first bite. I mean, I I drink water, obviously, but like before I eat dinner properly. It's a good way to remind myself of some good lessons that I've learned throughout my life. And what better way to remember them than to say them at the end of the day when you're winding down after a good day and you just want to be grateful. So, yeah. My mantra is there to teach me to be grateful. And I hope you're grateful for all the things in your life too. My dear friend. (laughs) Anyway, that's all for now. I will see you in the next episode. Norman out. If you'd like to keep up to date on the latest information, do check out temperedfables.com. Alternatively, you can also check out our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Episodes are released every Monday and Friday. This podcast is hosted, created, and narrated by Norman T. Chella. During the day, he's a freelance writer and speaker. And during the night, he makes stories. He also does voice acting for commercials, audiobooks, and other real-world things. For more information, do check out normanchella.com. Sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Hey there, just letting you know that some songs are used under the Creative Commons license and are obtained from Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. Simple duet, and that's it. Check it out at incompetech.com. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs>